When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Notebook, your guide to art, culture and tourism here in Tokyo and throughout Japan. I'm Stuart Munro and around this time each Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I'll bring a selection of local news and views. On today's episode, Alice in Borderland, but first, ski jumping. There were sporting triumphs last Sunday, with Yuki Ito winning gold at the Women's Ski Jumping World Cup in Germany. Nozomi Maruyama and Sarah Takanashi also won silver and bronze, making all three medals the first clean sweep for Japan since 2011. Meanwhile in tennis, and the doubles pair Ben McLachlan and Yusuke Watanuki secured a victory for Japan in its Davis Cup playoff against Poland last Sunday beating Lukos Kubot and Jan Zelensky at the Bourbon Beans Dome in Hyogo Prefecture. Yoshihito Nishioka and Daniel Taro had already won their single matches the day before, and now all four will play this September to win their group. Trains on one of the busiest networks in the capital came to a grinding halt Monday morning, when a suspicious white powder was found at a Weno station. Police were alerted around 7.40am to two lumps of powder roughly the size of a one yen coin, found somewhere on the station platform. The powder is believed to have come from two old tablets, but neither showed signs of being toxic and no people were taken ill. Either way, the temporary halt affected up to 42,000 people on their morning commute, with trains finally returning to normal an hour later. And finally, 10 or more Japanese police officers from Shibuya Station visited the Philippine capital Manila earlier in the week, hoping to return two Japanese nationals suspected of orchestrating robberies that culminated in the death of one elderly woman. The deportation came before today's official visit from the Philippine President Marcos and his wife Louise Adeneta Marcos, a Philippine lawyer and professor, and both are due to stay in the country until this coming Sunday. The recent Netflix drama Alice in Borderland has been hugely successful since it aired in 2020, it's based on a weekly serialised manga story written and illustrated by Harold Asso, selling 1.5 million copies since it first hit shelves in 2010. The live-action adaptation centres on Adisu in a Tokyo bereft of people, and as the title suggests, it's a story very loosely based on Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, both by the English writer Lewis Carroll. Yet Alice in Borderland, or Imoen no Kuni no Adisu, reimagines the young girl Alice as a reclusive male gamer, Ryohei Adisu, a stubborn, precocious and curious young man who spends his day hanging out with friends Kurube and Chota or losing himself playing online shoot-em-ups. One afternoon the trio run amok, caught up in the crowds of Shibuya, and at one point fireworks are seen off in the distance, and while hiding from police in a station lavatory, they return to find the city completely abandoned until they're suddenly greeted by a voice telling them to enter their game. It's here that the city he knows as Tokyo is revealed as Borderland, 
a game city he must play to survive. Each success grants him a playing card, where the suit of each card denotes the type of game and the card number its level of difficulty. Every effort's made to fathom why this is happening, sending Adisu in search of the beach, a large hotel on the edge of the city, inhabited by other players and run by the Mad Hatter, who believes collecting all 52 cards will guide one player and one player alone back to the real world. Despite appearing like the real thing though, much of Tokyo in the Netflix series is invented, with elements drawn from areas in and around Shibuya. Shibuya Scramble, for example, the store its rabbit hole, is a sprawling 6,500 square metre replica built on a studio lot north of Tokyo. While the connecting roads of central Tokyo and Shibuya Station itself have all been remade with CGI. Other locations include Toshima-en, one of Japan's oldest amusement parks in Nenema, first opened in 1926 but now permanently closed, making way for a new Harry Potter theme park due to open later this year. Other spots in Kabukicho, Odaiba, as well as the infamous Rainbow Bridge, are still very much alive and kicking, even if they do look the worse for wear, which if you've ever been to Kabukicho, is no stretch of the imagination either. The first season debuted in 2020, with season 2 debuting last December. Season 3 seems almost guaranteed, although is yet to be announced. In any case, a new season will likely not appear until 2024 at the earliest. And while Alice is much in common with other recent series such as Squid Games from South Korea and the Hunger Games films from the US, Alice has managed to develop its own following. And the series is not without a sense of humour too, and the fact that it's also been dubbed in English will only help it translate to audiences around the world. The latest season took the number one spot on global non-English TV listings with 61.2 million views in its first weekend. It's also set the record for the most hours viewed in one week for a Japanese series. Season 2 made the top 10 list in 90 countries on its first week alone, while Season 1 returned to the number 2 position in global listings and reached the top 10 in more than 30 countries, with both seasons still available to watch on Netflix. That's it for this episode of Notebook. Be sure to check in on Friday, February the 10th. And if you've enjoyed this or any of the episodes so far this year or throughout 2022, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts or spread the word online. You can also email the Notebook team, notebook.podcast at gmail.com with thoughts for future episodes. Until next time though, thanks for listening. This has been Notebook.